Yeah, planting trees to make Hawaii more carbon neutral here today on Community Matters uh, with one of my favorite people at UH, uh, Camilo Mora. He's a professor of um, geography and um, environment, or was it environment and geography? Uh, what do you do up there anyway? Oh, we do all kinds of things. Basically, we want to make, we try to make the world a better place every day, different ways to get there. Okay. So we made a movie called The Spiraling Crisis, The Alarming Convergence of uh, Climate Change and, um, and Pandemics. And you were a star in that movie, a star, I say. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this is like to follow up on it, because in that movie, you said that in order to get into heaven, you have to do good things, good works. And, and the best work you could think of was planting trees. And your plan was to plant a million trees. You know, and I thought that was aspirational, but then I came to find that, in fact, you've already started on that, that, that pathway, and you are, in fact, planting a million trees. So let, let's talk about, you know, your motivation. What is it about uh, climate change that drives you this way, Camila? Well, I think that what drives me is the fact that I had a soul. You know, anyone that has a soul should be concerned about this, this thing that we are doing to our planet. We're talking about hundreds of species going extinct, you know, like here in Hawaii, for instance, we had 200 species that had less than 200 individuals. So many species have only one or two individuals, meaning that if that guy died, the entire species goes extinct. So I don't know where I grew up, you know, it was always don't do to others what you don't want others to do to you. So those are kind of important guidelines for us to live our lives. So for me, it's kind of shocking to see what we do to the planet. You know, and we have been studying that for very long. The science is pretty robust. Every single paper that I write about what we're doing to our planet makes me more depressed than the paper before, because every single time that we try to investigate these things, we discover that we are seriously damaging our planet. So with that being said, though, I thought, well, it is time for us to start doing something, though. And I, I don't want President Obama nor President Trump nor President Biden to fix this problem for us. So I figured what is gonna be my part? You know, if I go to heaven, just like everybody's gonna go at some point, you're gonna be standing at the doors of heaven. God is gonna ask you, do you deserve to come in, right? So I always put, ask myself that. I had I done enough in my life to deserve to get in there? And I say, I don't think so. I gotta get my act together to do something that will make me get in there. And I realized that that was planting trees. You know, planting trees is such a beautiful thing for so many things, for doing the environment, good for the environment, good for the species, good for the soul. I figured let's just go for it. And uh, we discovered that mathematically, it actually can help to make Hawaii a better place. And all what we will need is to plant a million trees a year. No, a million trees by 2030, nor 2050, it gotta be done every year. And a lot of people think, wow, this guy is crazy. That's never gonna happen. And what I say to people is this, there is a million people in Hawaii. Let's imagine that 90% of them are climate deniers, 90% of them. Let's just play with the 10% that care about this. This is 100,000 people. And let's create a protocol, a process in which every one of those people plant 10 trees. It's a job that we had a story, takes about two hours to do. That's your million trees right there. So that means that in this weekend, if I had that protocol done, I could plant my million trees every weekend, not every year, every weekend, but we, we will need this protocol 
developed in such a way that we will allow any person in Hawaii to go and plant 10 trees whenever they please. And I'm telling you, you will get more than 100,000 people coming every day, every weekend to come and plant these trees. And it's so easy, but unfortunately I need other people with the money to buy into my vision because it's a protocol that needs to be developed. You know, this is what I say to people. This is like the making hamburgers in McDonald's. You know, it's amazing that you go to McDonald's and you can get a burger in a minute. It's because there is an entire process to get you that burger there. We need to develop that same process for planting trees so that if you say, I'm going to go and plant my 10 trees, you just say, and you know why I don't got to be too hot. I just want to be relaxed. Yeah, we have that for you. you just come stop by, by our nursery, pick up your 10 trees. Here is where you plant it. By the end of the day, you just got your ticket to go to heaven. Good to go until next year. <laughs> Easy, right? It's a beautiful idea. You know, and, and you mentioned in the, in the film that uh, you can write uh, articles, uh, scholarly articles and news articles about climate change and publish them, you know, all over the world, which is what you do. But planting trees is a tangible kind of thing to do. And that's why you have focused on planting trees. And it's, it's really, it's admirable and commendable. And you're going to get a prize for that. Well, it is interesting because again, when you come, when you analyze this thing of planting trees in the standards on the big things in life, you realize that that is actually more significant at times than many other things that we think are more significant. And just to make the joke at the end, at the beginning of my presentations, how we had about 70 scientific papers, 12 times we have been in the New York Times and Washington Post, 12 times. The papers that we had done here at the University of Hawaii have been highlighted by the New York Times and Washington Post 12 times. So I say to people, a lot of people say, wow, yeah, yeah, New York Times, Washington Post, 10 times, okay, all right. But what I say to people, think about me, the day that I'm standing in the front of, in the doors of heaven, and God asking me, do you deserve to come in? And I say, yeah, I made it four times to the New York Times. And people kind of laugh about that, right? Because it kind of makes the point of how we consider certain things to be super important. But in the big scheme of things, those things are not important at all. If I go and say I planted a million trees, it, has, it is so hard to plant trees, so, so hard to make it successful that I'm telling you, getting a million trees is a direct ticket to go to heaven because I'm telling you, God will appreciate the difficulty that has going to getting that thing ha to happen. Well, Camila, let's talk about how you do it. Let's talk about the protocol, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the various phases and how you get there to the point where you have planted a tree. What, what do you have to do to go down that path? It is, a, it, unfortunately, it is a big process, and one of the things that I always get me fearful of people getting into this is getting into it without using all of the background information that is required for you to make it successfully. So the science that needs to go into this is massive. Let's start with where you're going to plant the trees, right? So obviously there is some paperwork that you need to sort out with the government, and we will need more commitment from the government, but let's just not go there. Let's try to keep the people happy. But that's a complication that you have to deal with is where are you going to plant these trees and are you going to get the permit from the government at the end of the day it comes down to the decision of a person so it's not a big deal now but once you identify the places you need to identify what are the climatic conditions on those places are those places that are too dry too hot there is enough sun exposure and the importance of that is that then it will allow you to identify what species to put in there right so you can just not go and plant any species anywhere because Possibly, you mind that are choosing the ground species from the ground place. Now, 
once you sort that out, it comes to something that I call laziness. And the laziness come, comes from the fact that there are many species of trees that will succeed in Hawaii. Turns out that 90% of those species are introduced species. All of these species that, most of the species that you see in Honolulu are trees that were, are not from Hawaii. They were introduced from somewhere else. So I always think, why are we doing that? You know, when we had the capacity to put so much maintenance on those trees, why we don't focus on species that are native to Hawaii that will require, that will benefit from that extra help. And the reason is just laziness because those species are easy to grow instead of putting some more effort in understanding what local species can be used that will be suitable for us to plant on many of those places. And that's where the science starts coming in, right? Like we need to take the entire pool of species to identify what species can be mass produced so that they can be planted on these places. So there you start getting the complexity on this. Okay, now we identify the species. Now, it turns out that many of these species from Hawaii through millions of years of evolution, they had never had any competition. So it's very hard to, to, to germinate these seeds. So we had thousands of seeds. When I started this business, Jay, I was so happy because I was collecting thousands of seeds, so many seeds. I was just like, yeah, this is gonna be a piece of cake to do this. <laughs> and I went and put all of these seeds to germinate. I only was getting like 1%, 2% germination on these seeds. It took an entire process to identify what are the protocols for us to propagate those native seeds. And that's what you need to have investment in students to, to do the experiments to find out what are the methods that make these species that are from Hawaii to germinate. Now, the next thing is now with the engineers. And I work with the Department of Mechanical and Electrical Engineering here, because once you plant those trees, the reality is that with climate change, the water that the tree will need is there, but it comes in a very short period of time. So now, the consequence of climate change is that you get periods of drought that are too long. And unfortunately, they are so long that the tree will not have enough time for them to survive this. So you need to be able to ensure that these trees get water. The way that people do this is by going and watering this by hand. That's ridiculous. I, it will take me a lifetime to irrigate my million trees. It's not going to happen. So what we have been trying to do here at UH is to develop devices that we can deploy with the tree so that the device will collect rainwater and it will deploy the water to the tree. So now I have this cool device. It's just like a, like a dish that I put by my tree. When it rains, the water gets collected in there and the, the device deploys water slowly. So all of this water that comes in about a week of time, it gets collected by the device and it will give that water to the tree for, for the entire year. So that way I had not to go there once. All what I gotta do is go and plant my tree, put this device, and come back the next year. I, rather than me going back 10 times to irrigate those 10 times, I'd rather go and plant 10 trees rather than going back and irrigating the one tree. So that's what I'm saying to you about this complexity to the process that will require us to invest on the development. And whenever I see these massive pushes to go and plant these trees, I just, I just don't see it happening. I, I'm sure that they will succeed, but I'd rather invest on making this process successful so that rather than me planting a million trees in one year, I can plant a million trees every weekend. Once we sort out that protocol, it's gonna be expensive, but it will make any future planting a piece of cake. Oh, and, great. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you, how do you uh, get the volunteers to come around and actually do the legwork to plant them? 
Well, it's funny. That's another thing that you will think will be complex, right? Getting people. Jay, I'm telling you, the first time that I did a planting, I did it with my daughter. Actually, all of this idea of planting trees, this is my daughter that came up with this thing. Actually, she's my boss, you know? <laughs> and I always say that I'm a very supporting father because she's the, she's the brain behind this. So what I had done is just try to support this thing to get it there. But early on though, when we were planting trees, we decided to plant a thousand trees and we wanted to do it in one day. Thousand trees, one day. It was so hard. You cannot imagine how painful hard that thing was. And the day of the planting came in. It was a Saturday. And I, I, we were there at six in the morning and the planting was, the planting was at 1 p.m. And nobody was coming in, nobody. And we were just like, shoot, nobody's gonna come to this. <laughs> and then at 1 p.m., people start coming in and people start coming in and people start coming in. And next thing I know, there is an entire mountain full of people on the ground planting the trees. I remember standing back on this thing and looking forward and getting my goosebumps. I ne had never used drugs in my life, no drugs, but I was so high, so high looking at all of these people planting these trees that I thought this is probably the closest it gets to using drugs because I'm telling you the, the, the degree of excitement, <laughs> fulfillment that I got, it doesn't compare to anything that I had done in my life, getting all of these people there. So uh, there were so many people that came that we ended up planting a thousand trees in an hour, in an hour. We were done by 2 p.m. So we decided to go to 10,000 trees for the following year. And that was 10 times as hard. And it was the hard, one of the hardest things I had done in my whole life, plant those 10,000 trees. And uh, this time I needed to have, we needed to have a lot of more people and we went to multiple schools. And the day of the planting, we had this webpage that we were having people register in. And the day before there were like 300 people. And the, the morning of the planting, I went and opened my webpage just to see how many people log in to do this, 2,000 people. <laughs> thousand people. I tried to this, we tried to the planting event and seen 2,000 people, Jay, planting trees. I was just like, this is so doable. <laughs> Making this thing happen is so easy because the, the, that thing that we thought is difficult, which is to get the people, do not to be the easiest of things. People is eager to go and do it. Why do they come out? Why? Well, I, I am thinking about that. Now, for instance, with this COVID situation, we haven't been able to do anything. I am bored to death on the weekend. I just don't know what to do on my weekends. So you come and tell me, hey, come and hang out. I try to do something nice for the environment, something that fulfills, something that allows you to hang out with other families, something that allows you to come with your own family, to plant these trees. You get families coming in, coming in. So yeah, I. I, I think that there are hundreds of reasons why people came to this planting event, but what, what I can tell you for certain was that we, we did a bare minimum effort to make people to come, and we got more than 2,000 people to That's plant fabulous. these 1,000 trees. And we planted 10,000 trees, Jay, in an hour and a half. <laughs> in an hour and a half. That's enthusiasm. <laughs> Things that we think are going to take us like years to do. Dude, once we get this protocol done, these are things that we can get done, just like me feeling hungry, going to McDonald's and getting a burger in a minute and a half. <laughs> so you train them. They come around, you train them, you show them how to dig the hole, where to put the tree in the hole, how deep, 
uh, put the soil on top again. I mean, what are you training about? That, that is very good. Actually, one of the things that we do had, I, I went to the military and that I, I actually believe in God a lot. And I think that God makes you go through things in life sometimes and you can learn things from those things. And I went to the military and I realized doing this process of planting several things that I learned in the military that, that I had tried to apply to this issue of planting. And one of the things that I learned in the military that I apply, that we're applying here is this hierarchy. You know, you had the, the soldiers, the captains, and the generals. And we had, a, in my team, we had that infrastructure. So we had a general, which we had two generals. Actually, actually we had the president, which is my daughter. I, I, I will be classified like a general. And, <laughs> and, but then we had like about seven lieutenants more like 20 lieutenants and those are people that we work very closely with they have been with us for years already planting trees these are the, one of the most committed people to their project they just love to come and they know everything so what we do with those 20 people is we all go through this training we know exactly how to plant the tree there is a protocol to how to put the plant on the hole so that they are they maximize the survival of the tree and then what we do is when people start coming in they are like, you think about them like soldiers. So we get 20 soldiers with one of my lieutenants and they go and plant trees. So you get like pelotons of people in groups of 20. And, and basically what we do is a system in which anytime that there is a piece of information to be delivered from the top to the bottom, the one person send it to the 20, general, to the 20 lieutenants and the 20 lieutenants automatically deliver it to 2,000 people at once. Yeah, so the chances are much better that you're going to come up with a sustainable trees that way. They'll be properly planted. Now, you you have uh, you've been very interesting to the press. Um, you've been on uh, all the networks locally, uh, and um, there's uh, you know a number of clips out there where you explained the system and showed people how it worked. Uh, and one and one um, you know one such clip was part of a um, I guess a series on. On, on Hawaii News Now. Um, and we want to play that, okay? It's about five minutes. We want to play it. Um, and then when we come back, you'll, you know, you'll comment on it for me. Now, do you want to say anything about the, the, you know, the production of this particular clip, the one on Hawaii News Now? Well, yeah, I mean, that, there, is, there are a couple of heroes on that production, uh, Anthony and Mike, and the, the two of them were the ones that so the potential on this thing and i'm super pleased that they managed to document this process so a lot of credit to the two of them i'm sure that there would be a knowledge on on the video clip there okay let's play it and then we'll come back and and uh, do a retrospective with you i'm an environmental studies major so i kind of was aware of it before, but one thing I learned that I didn't know was how much of a plane ride contributes to carbon emissions. So like one plane ride can equate to like a whole year of driving. That's why I'm here volunteering and doing this kind of stuff. So as a scientist, I always thought, and as a human being, I always thought that knowledge was enough for us to get us to fix this problem. For many years, all what I did was to generate that knowledge with the expectation that people will get to work on it once we them what to do. Unfortunately, that time came and we didn't do anything. What I decided to do is let's start walking the talk. You know, too much talking, not enough doing. This is the opportunity for us to show that we can actually do something. So basically what we're doing is filling these planters with soil so that we can put seeds in them to propagate 
about 10,000 seeds that Professor Moro wants to hopefully plant out within the next few months. All what it takes is just to plant 10 trees. 10 trees a year will be enough for you to upset all of the emissions that you produce in the, in the one year. How much is that to us? Our group is from the Garden Club of Honolulu, and our commitment to Dr. Mora is to collect, scarify, and plant 10,000 seedlings, actually 11,000. Uh, so I've actually been working with Professor Mora for almost a year now. Uh, I was in one of his classes, and he's a really motivating guy, and you don't find many professors that are actively doing what they're suggesting their students to do. I saw him out there every weekend, clear, cutting trees, planting trees, and I was like, man, this guy needs help, so. Our club learned about Dr. Camilo Mora's seed planting program through an NPR story, and we were so inspired by his dedication to getting trees into the ground in Hawaii to combat climate change, and that is something that our Garden Club of Honolulu is familiar with. We'll cut it all the way down to the ground. I cut it to, the, to as far down as I could get. I'm just putting them on the side. Oh, okay. Rather than trying to reduce your daily consumption, which is a lot more difficult, people are able to go in, plant a tree, and hopefully multiple trees, and then that way you can reduce your impact through carbon sequestration through that tree itself. I mean, when you realize how simple it is, it's kind of remarkable that we are not doing it. Yeah, it's pretty fun, actually. Why is it fun? Because we get to get all dirty, and we know we're doing something good. <laughs> this is a scarified closed seed. Scarifying means you take the top off of this seed and give it a little extra boost to be able to absorb water and germinate more quickly. Using these planters, which is basically a biodegradable fabric, we can fill these up with the soil later on put the seed inside and then once we get a small sapling you can basically take this whole thing and plant it in the ground at the site that we're working at this is not a high level position i'm an entry level she goes through all of them and just count how many have germinated and from there we can take again the time that we got the first germination you will run out of land in Hawaii in 40 years. 40 years. Obviously, there is no illimited amount of land, but we have so much land right now that we start planting trees like crazy. In 40 years' time, you will start running out of land to plant the trees. By that moment, I'm hoping that climate change will not be an issue anymore, and we will have a very nice forest to live in. Uh, something that we can feel proud, you know, like me with my grandchildren just looking and staring at that forest and saying, we did it. We, yeah, I like it for, okay. for, for later on. It's good for us to start getting a sense of when do we stop waiting, you know, like if we plant it today, when is the last time that we can say, okay, this batch This isn't going to make it. Yeah. Often yeah. it is an yeah. insect. It could be even white fly. Oh my God. I'm not sure. I want to show the boys that there are things that they can actively do to help impact our community, either locally, um, nationally, globally. And I think that living in Hawaii on an island, the impacts of climate change are so real. And so this is one way we can participate in doing something to combat that. We have great hope that once these go on the ground, they're successful. It will inspire other people to plant more and we'll get to a million. So if this issue of fixing climate change cannot be fixed in Hawaii, it cannot be done anywhere. We have everything that you need to fix it. 
so that is actually a personal challenge for me and I think that for all of the scientists and all of the politicians in Hawaii is to show that we can do it. If we cannot do it here, let's just go home. Let's pack and go home. Because seriously, this is the best place. We have the land, we have the people, we have the knowledge. We even have the money. We are better off than many other places around the world in terms of money. So why we don't do it? It's a matter of just going and do it. As you see, here we have 10,000 trees right now. Why we don't multiply this by 10? It's only one person that is leading this and 100 people that come every weekend. Piece of cake to multiply that by 10. And then you will get your million trees a year. More trees. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, Camila. It really touches me. And it's so, it's an honor to know you, honestly. <laughs> so I have two questions that come out of that. But um, first, your reaction to the movie. Yeah, I get a lot of mixed feelings with that. Obviously, I yeah, I, I feel very emotional when I look at that for so many different things. You know, when the when when you had a solution that is so easy and like something a pro, such a massive problem where everybody now is feeling it. You know, when you look at what's happening in the United States with the wildfires, the floods, the hurricanes, you name it, and a solution that is so reachable, so easy. For me, it's just like, wow, I get a flavor in my mouth. I don't know how to explain this. Do you know this, this thing that such a simple solution for such a massive problem and it's so doable there. So I get mixed feelings, unfortunately, because again, while I understand now what is required for us to get that thing done, there, there are complexities to this. And unfortunately, we are, we are still not focused quite enough to get that process done. And uh, the second thing that gives me a lot of hope, I, I'm telling you, I keep depressed constantly when it comes down to the work that I do, because the work that I do is so damn depressing, studying how bad is the things that we're doing to our planet. But whenever I see tens of thousands now of people willing to, to be part of the solution is what, what keeps me driving. You know, like every time that I am in a low emotionally on these things, I realize, you know what, people want this. We gotta do this. Every, every major challenge in life through the history of humanity has gone through these lows and it's people not giving up. So when, when I, I wish people that is watching this managed to see the amount of motivation of people to be part of the solution. For me, that is another emotional thing that lets me always think about the fact that, that we should not give up. I try not to give up myself. I, I, I get hit constantly on this, but, but so that's another feeling that I get when you ask me what, what is my take on this video is, is that is the fact that there's just so many people and these create friendships too. You know, like when we talk about us being divided, when you look at the people that come to these planting events, we get, elderly people, we get young people, we get new age people, we, we get Muslims, black, browns, you name it. Like, this is like something that can unify. We can have completely different opinions and different views in the world, but this thing unifies us all. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, and and yeah. they're changed. They're changed, I'm sure, by the experience. Uh, when they do this and then they come back, they say, hmm, I just participated in something really important. And now I'm more sensitive to climate change than I was before. I'm a part of the solution. Watch me go. 
That's you know, that, right. That's what you do for people. That is what, again, it might be in the vision that we had in our projects, precisely to allow individuals to create a social norm around this. It's not about us doing it once a year. It is something that can be done easily once a month. Just think about people, you go to the church every weekend if, if, you, if you are big into religion to feel nice, to feel a better person. Well, you know what? This is something that can be an extension of that for everybody. You know, well, you know, one thing I, I wanted to ask you, you know, your, your ambitious uh, and your aspirations to plant a lot of trees in a lot of places, uh, not only in Hawaii. <clears throat> What's the pathway to do that? Uh, I'm sure you've thought about it. What are the steps you will take to expand this program, this protocol outside of Hawaii and to other places on the mainland and who knows where? Uh, we, we, there is, in, in, in business development, that is something that is called rushing a product to market. You know, basically it's when you had a product that has all of the potential to be huge, but you just are so eager to get it there that you just make it big and unfortunately it fails. An example of that, for instance, is what happened with those batteries from the Samsung 6, you know? The battery wasn't ready and they lost $6 billion when they released that product because it was a product that was not ready for show business what is called rushing a product to market. So when you get that idea of business into this issue of planting trees, you realize that we need to have a protocol in place that can allow us to streamline the production planting of trees in a way that is successful. And for that, we just don't have that protocol yet. Like I see a lot of people eager to go and plant in these trees. And now we had, now to make matters even worse, the motivation that is being generated to plant these trees is making a lot of NGOs everywhere, NGOs, and what it's doing is actually diluting the, the resources that are that could be potentially allocated into these into these into these independent events, which are again successful, but is preventing us of focusing on creating this one protocol that we can then implement to a scale up. You know, like how about, how about COVID? Is COVID getting in the way? Is COVID, did COVID get in the way last year, this year? It did, but actually, again, that's what I think the, the, the importance of us having critical thinking when we develop this. So one thing that we did with another organization called the, the Hawaii Legacy Forest, beautiful organization. They are for profit, so extent, but they also had a, a non-profit side of things, and they allow us to plant trees in a ranch that is called Gunstock. They are putting money to actually ensure that the trees get planted, uh, that get maintained after we plant them. So we just go and deliver the trees and we plant them and they take care of the rest. But one of the things that we decided to do with the COVID was, you know what, we need to implement as a mechanism to plant these trees in a way that we don't get infected with this COVID. As soon as the city gave us the green light to have groups of 20 people separated. We created a protocol and basically what we do, we have this field and in these fields, we have rows of trees and we put these, these plastic lines that divide these things and we ensure that only five people at a time are on a line. So they are never within six feet of each other. And we just send 20 people at a time. And we managed to plant a thousand trees uh, per section. Keep in mind, remember that the first time that I told you that it took us almost a year to plant one, a thousand trees, and it was painful that, that one first time. Now we plant a thousand trees in a weekend, in an hour, and there is no planning at all. 
because that's how easy that's how easy it became for us now to get to that level of planting a thousand trees and, and safely and safely for the people involved oh so absolutely. one last area i want to cover is it and you've been sort of alluding to it is this if i plant a million trees in hawaii or more and if i plant a, a million trees uh, say in california where they have lost so much of their of their forests uh, you know over the wildfires how does that interact on a global scale with uh, the deforestation that's going on, for example, uh, in South America, in Brazil. Um, and we covered that in the movie we made with you. Uh, it's really horrendous when you see the footage of you know, these commercial interests just churning the forest up into, into mush. Uh, and um, you know, I, I'm wondering if planting a million trees here or on the mainland or other places where you can control it somehow has an effect on the deforestation going on elsewhere. It does. Think about the movement. Movements always start small until they get big. You know, think about, for instance, the tobacco, right? People were smoking tobacco, getting cancer, and some countries decided to put a lot of effort into this thing. And now it's kind of a global understanding that if you smoke tobacco, you got a higher chance of getting cancer. The same thing goes with the HIV. The HIV was another thing that started small and it became such a big movement now that globally everybody knows what the HIV is and you know at the very basic what is the way to prevent the transmission of HIV. So there are these case examples that you can point out on how movements get generated. So that we gotta do the same thing when it comes down to planting trees. No, I, I love the fact that you point out what is happening in the Amazon because the problem is that that is happening here in Hawaii. You know, Jay, that here in Hawaii, we cut more than 15,000 trees a year. Here in Hawaii, you take Hawaii, we, we go and criticize these people in the Amazon and we are cutting 16,000 trees here. In the United States, more than 20 million trees in urban areas get cut a year. So we don't really have any moral standing for us to go and say to these people, don't cut the trees, what the hell are you doing? When we are cutting the trees right here. So one of the benefits of planting these trees, the way that we are doing it, because keep in mind that a lot of people is planning in doing this thing, but the way that we wanna do it is that we want people to do it, is to create again, this sense of ownership over the environment. When you get that sense of ownership over the environment, if I own a house and there is a tree that is older than I am, I'm gonna be thinking why I'm gonna be cutting that tree. That tree has a right to exist. Unfortunately, many of us don't respect the rights of that tree. So we need to generate these social norms. And unfortunately, you gotta start with movements. And that's kind of the sweet parts of, of this project that we are doing is that we are allowing people to create, to put that seed of of a compassion uh, about the environment and once we get from here i'm hoping that this thing will spread out around the world just like other movements that have been successful yeah, I hope so. and i know you'll be there i know you'll be there and i i would like to follow up with you from time to time and see how your initiative and your protocol how they're working and uh, how how you're how you're more and more certain about getting getting in, into heaven you know uh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I want to know more about this, Camila. So uh, you have a website. Can we flash the website on the screen now? What's the name of the website? 
that is go carbon. There we go. Okay, go carbon. Uh, go carbon. Yeah, and 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 uh, this is this is going to explain what you're doing. And I suppose on this website, I can sign up and and help you on a given weekend and plant some trees. That's right. So whenever we are ready to, right now, again, we're developing the protocol. I decided that we needed to go back to the drawing board to develop this protocol. We are not ready for show business. You know, like we did the 10,000 trees and it was fascinating. I love it. I wish I could do it every single weekend. But the reality is that I don't want to plant 10,000 trees a weekend. I want to plant a million trees a weekend. And for that, we needed to go back to identify what, what are the bottlenecks on this process. And those are kind of the things that we are working on right now. Unfortunately, nobody wants to invest on this because the research and development is not cheap, but unfortunately it's what we need if we want to get there. Well, I hope you post this video on your website um, because I think it's an absolutely totally worthy investment uh, for you know, profit and nonprofit alike. Uh, Dr. Camilo Mora at UH, thank you so much for coming around. We really appreciate talking to you. And more than that, we appreciate what you're doing every day. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, Jay. It's always so nice talking to you. I feel like I, like I feel full of energy already to go and do this thing and more again. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Aloha.